just thought I'd let you know before the episode starts that the discussion of Jodam's personal life can kinda cause these auditory hallucinations. Um, it's super normal, don't even worry about it. Um, but like any like weird beeps and high pitched sounds, it's just um, it's just what happens. Um, so yeah, don't worry about it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Alright, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. It's good Yo. to see you guys. <laughs> For our listeners, you get you guys don't get to see us. It's good to hear <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, this is easily a highlight of my week, guys. Yeah, me too. I'm like my stats class. <laughs> Your double double weekly <laughs> My stats class double weekly robbing of joy stats class <laughs> send in is it bi-weekly or double weekly if it's twice a week yeah what do you call it because we don't know we don't know we're almost yeah. anything and it's we're weird that confused. fortnightly is every second week like what what like, oh so bi-weekly well, must be twice a week i think so yeah, it must be yeah fortnightly but you like have i just that. been <laughs> but like i like i <clears throat> when did i find that out i think i found that out in ireland where someone was like fortnightly and i had no idea what oh yeah they meant. actually like say that they actually yeah. use that word yeah <clears throat> yeah so does fort is fortnight just like a game you play every two weeks <laughs> it's, so it's yeah, once like, every second week that's such like, a bad joke i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> transition <laughs> all right so we're on part two of our three-part series um today we're talking about joe this yesterday i was gonna say this past week but it was literally yesterday um i was talking with kate and one of the <clears> things <throat> that like came up in conversation is just like how some people we don't find funny like there are some people that i don't find funny and they're like objectively they they just aren't funny sam um, stop looking at james <laughs> stop it. that's rude uh man. i think i'm like 50 percent funny right but i think i think you're funny don't listen to sam and and so thanks, like thanks, part <laughs> part of our conversation it transitioned into like okay does god think that everyone is funny and there's a difference between saying something funny and being funny. Like I think I think that's a that's an important distinction. But yeah, like what do you what do you guys think? Like do you think that God thinks everyone is funny? My answer to that is no. Well, I don't think so. I definitely don't think so. Why? I think that God thinks that people say funny things sometimes, but not that everybody is as a as a character trait funny. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I voted for no. Um, and here's why. <laughs> because I think there are many definitions of comedy, of funniness, that just don't fit God. Or at least God as we Catholics believe about him. First one, here's an easy one. Surprise. Surprising people is funny. When mm. someone sets up a joke... And it thinks you think it's going one way, and they say something different. You laugh because it's surprising and it's funny. Mm-hmm. You can't surprise God. That's true. That's you can't true. surprise him. He's seen it all. He knows it all. You will never pull out a punchline 
or he doesn't know where it's going. He'll probably say it in sync with you. Mm. And make, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so you can't surprise him. So that's one. Another common definition of comedy is tragedy plus time. The worst mm. things that ever happen to you become your funniest stories once you get over it, once you've had enough <laughs> time to get over it. Um, and so God is outside of time. So, therefore, the math here is that you're telling God that comedy is tragedy plus nothing. Plus not, he doesn't have it. So you're just like, <laughs> horrible things are hilarious immediately in the moment. And you've broken the formula. So I think God doesn't find any of us funny. That's my opinion. <laughs> He's probably hilarious. Based on my experience of going through life. But I don't think he thinks anything. <laughs> so, I like actually that's interesting. Like yeah. this, maybe this is we can come back. I'm gonna go on a small tangent and then we will loop back around. But I have a friend here in Halifax who was talking about. He's from he's from Israel, and he was um, so he like can read the Bible in Hebrew, and he's like there's so much like in Hebrew when you're reading the scriptures that are like you find like Jesus is actually like a really funny guy. Like he's got like kind of a dry witty sense of humor. And we just completely don't pick up on that because it's in mm. English and it doesn't doesn't make as much sense. You know what else? You know it's a verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. Jesus laughed. Not in the Bible. Doesn't happen. <laughs> they recorded him crying. They never said that he laughed at anything anyone said. That is, True. That is a He's cracking one. jokes all day and no one else is making him laugh. <laughs> See, my, my main argument... Funny. My main argument to God doesn't think everyone is funny is that is that I think that humor is rather a gift that some people have. And like Joe, I, I said this before, like Joe, Joe has this gift. Like a lot of people, when they listen to our podcast, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, Joe's a funny guy. Like they'll just be like, Joe is it's just like he's so witty and he's so quick at making jokes. And I think that, like, Joe, you have, like, a gift in humor. Whereas, like, other people can say things that are uh, situationally funny, but they aren't funny in themselves. And so I don't think that we are all created funny. I think some people just have, like, a better gift at it than others. Wow! Shout out to my fans. Shout out to Steven. I was just gonna. I wanted to Sam. I want to tell you a story. story. <laughs> oh. um, so I was in Halifax this weekend. I was visiting James. It was. A, it was a good time. We're hanging out with a bunch of guys, and I don't know any of them. Uh, and these guys walk in, and James is like, "Oh, hey, Steven, this is Joe," and he locks eyes with me. He's like, "From the podcast." I, was like, I yes I, I had no idea people but like I was jokingly telling James he was like some of my friends listen to it I was like oh sure I said introduce myself as Joe from Trophy Husbands and he said yes and Stephen connected it immediately and then he turned and looked at another guy and he was like is that Sam and we're like no Sam is not here but shout out to Stephen that, that yeah, shout out to Stephen Steven is that's a loyal fan right there if you can't recognize me like on site after never (laughs) seeing me you're not a loyal fan steven Uh, is the kind of listener that we want around here yes amen yes sir um 
All right, should we 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 got that out of the way. I think the general consensus is that we are either not funny to God or not all of us are funny. We at least agree we're not all funny to God. Yeah, yeah. Think so. Yeah. All right. But this week <clears throat> this week we're talking about like the smoothest voice that's out there. <laughs> talking about Joe. <laughs> I'm leaning really close to my microphone, <laughs> and they just kept anticip- anticipating me to say anything. I was waiting. Yeah. So that was a nice little practical joke I played on them that now all of you have to sit through. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> I was You're thinking, welcome. like, am I going to edit this out? But no, no, we're leaving it. We're leaving That's going to stay. Yeah. James, you want to start us off? Do you have a. What's something you want to know about Joe? <clears throat> something I want to know about Joe. Um, well, maybe we can, we can start with the classic, Joe. Um, how did you meet Cree Cree Scott? Oh, wow, Ooh. we're going for it immediately. And the ensuing, yeah, that's just, we're just going, actually, no, 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 wait, 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 we'll put that on hold, we'll put that on hold. Tell us about the least dramatic experience of your childhood. The, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh, dude, I've been dying to tell <laughs> someone about this. <laughs> <laughs> If, what, if, what is that is that like the most comforting memory I guess it, you yeah, have I think, I think that's how we're gonna i think that's how it's gonna be like yeah. what what was the opposite of traumatic experience that you had <laughs> okay the most opposite of traumatic experience i've ever had <laughs> was me and uh me and this guy ryan growing up went to elementary school together and we were the only two kids in our whole grade, I think, who didn't play Pokemon. I was not allowed. Mm. I, Me neither. I, I'm not sure why. I think that's in the Bible somewhere. Um, <laughs> sorry if that offends any sinners. Um, <laughs> we weren't allowed to play Pokemon. And I remember one day just, uh, just standing... He and I looking at a big circle of all of our classmates doing whatever people do with Pokemon cards. And we were just vibing. Just just so content to just not be part of it. And it's comforting that at such a young age, I was okay and secure enough in myself to not be worried about not playing with Pokemon cards. Wow. Mm. Mm. I, hear that. I picked that memory before you turned it to the most comforting. It's not the most comforting, but it's, <laughs> That's, it's yeah. you said least traumatizing. I'm like, I'm not traumatized by this in any way. There's not even like a, ooh, I wish for better days type of trauma where you're like, oh, life is horrible now. There isn't even that kind of thing. I'm just like, it's nice to see I felt like that. And I think I still do. It was nice. Like, yeah. huh, good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you come from? What's uh? What's your story on the streets that they whisper about you? James, they don't whisper about me in the streets. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> they shout my name in the entryways of my friends' houses is what they do. Um, I honestly have no idea what you were asking me to say there. Can you <laughs> just, give just... any more direction? Just tell, tell me about your life. Tell us about your life. Okay, because I can't tell you what they say about me. They don't say it to me. They say it to other people <laughs> when I'm not there. 
<laughs> no, no, here's here's a better one. Why don't you give us the basics about yourself as if you were someone else talking about you? Mm. Oh, okay. Give us your bio in the third person. Yeah, he's that uh he's that guy with the beard and uh and the, <laughs> and the voice and the eyes. You know, the blue eyes, the the and the and um, you know, he he's um he works for Net, I think. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't even know what he does. Uh, I think he's... I think he's at Ottawa. Um, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while, honestly. Um, Oh, he's he's engaged. Bro, he's engaged. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. He's like... That's that's insane. I can't even imagine. Uh, I don't know her, though. She's not from here. Do you know like where he came from? Yeah, he's from here. He's from Ottawa. Oh, he's from Ottawa. I'm, well, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm someone else who's in Ottawa talking to someone about Joe Dunham. So <laughs> he's from here. Oh, I'm, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell us how how did. We could stop the the third person, or you can keep it going. How how'd you how'd you meet Kristen for the first time? I want to go back to it because I love this story. I think I think it's okay. so great. Uh, I'll drop the third person. That took a bit of effort, but it was also fun. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'll pull it out some other time. But um, okay. So before I met Kristen, about three or four months before, I went to go be a net missionary in Ireland. Uh, And when I got there, I met this absolute dork of a man named Patrick Grant. Uh, Love him. Patrick, I hope you listen to this podcast. If not, he's so great. Yeah. If not, uh, well, that says a lot about our friendship, I guess. Um, If you're looking for more like trophy husbands related content, check out Pat's the Bunny on YouTube for his YouTube channel. He's going to be so embarrassed you brought that up. Anyways, I met this guy named Patrick and we became good friends. And so uh, when December rolls around, we've been doing the missionary thing December and I'm coming back home to Canada and I'm going to go to the Rise Up Conference, the CCO Rise Up Conference. It's in Ottawa. It's in my hometown. And so he says... Oh, I got tons of friends going there from PEI, because uh, that's where he's from. He's like, you should uh, look them up, try and find them. Uh, and that's, everyone's got like their, where they're from on their name tag, right? Um, and so I'm at Rise Up. I'm having a good time keeping an eye out for PEI people, not finding too many of them. And one day I'm in an elevator and I notice these two girls and they've got PEI on their name tags. And somehow we start talking because he's told his friends to be on the lookout for me. So somehow we realize that this is the meeting he's been planning the whole time. Joe Dunham meets PEI friends. <laughs> and I say, oh, do you guys know Patrick Grant? Because this is this is the interaction he has set up on purpose. Uh, and one of them looks at me and goes, yes, and then turns around and ignores me for the rest of the elevator ride. Uh, the other one is much more chatty. I I think we end up sending him a Snapchat or something. 
and somehow I am marrying the one who ignored me the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have some underlying issues there or something. But and so I get off the elevator and I text him and I say, "Hey, I don't think your friends like you very much." <laughs> and he says, "Is one of them Kristen Scott?" And I say, "Yes." And he says, "That's my ex-girlfriend." I dumped her right before we went on net. And I was like, oh, that's why she hates you and now probably me. <laughs> and that's how I first met my soon-ish-to-be wife. My six-month-ish soon-to-be wife. Uh, I'm picking up a theme of getting ignored um, <laughs> by by your future fiancé. Hey man, women play hard to get. This is uh, <laughs> this is the thing we know about them. It's a good strategy. Mm. So so what led what what went from like yes in an elevator and the cold shoulder to hey we're getting married. <laughs> Fair question. That seems like quite a jump. <laughs> and the answer is arranged marriage, James. Um, <laughs> I have noticed in my culture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you go on net and they stick you together as TLs, I feel like there is a little bit, just a little part of them that goes, well, maybe we'll get married. Um, I, think so. I think so, yeah. I think so. I think so. Now that's giving away too much too soon. But <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I have signed up to do a second year of net, but this time in Canada. And Kristen has also been on net here in Canada, and she has signed up to do a second year. And they put us in a Facebook group because we're right in the age where that's still a relevant activity to do with people. Um, we're right on the cusp of, of that being outdated. Um, and so I don't know these people, but I go through and I just add them all on Facebook. Feel like we're going to meet them soon. Just, you know, extend, extend a, uh, a welcoming to them. And Kristen adds me back. And so this is the point in Facebook's history where whenever you added a new friend, they would pop up as a conversation on Messenger that you were now friends. And they had the little wave button that no one in the history of the world has <laughs> ever used on purpose. Ever. <laughs> no one. It's true, it's true. And when you went yeah. to slide and delete the conversation, the delete button lines up right with where the wave button was. So Kristen tried to delete my... Uh, conversation that popped up as I probably had done and she waves at me and I get this and I go this is that girl I met in the elevator like I don't know three months ago at this point why is she waving at me and I try to be polite so I wave back that was the first time anyone had ever done it on purpose um, and she just says sorry like I didn't mean to do that I say, yeah, I, I figured. And she leaves me on red. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Leaves me on red. Turns her back in the elevator, leaves me on red. So I'm picking up major vibes, of course. Oh, man. And we don't speak for probably another five months. And then I show up with her for music training for Net Canada 20. 18, 2019. James was there. Sam was off was in Ireland. Good time. Mm -hmm. uh, and first day, I see her. 
And I say, you're that girl from the elevator, aren't you? And she goes, <laughs> she does some variation of, yep, that's that's me. <laughs> and uh, I leave her on red this time. I don't think we interact much after that. And then a couple of weeks go by, we're at training, and they announce our net team. Oh, man. <laughs> With Kristen and I. At, actually, I'll backtrack. <clears throat> so... Uh, when you do net, there's always two team leaders, and, and you, you know ahead of time before they announce your team if you are a team leader, but you don't know where, you don't know with who. Um, and so a bunch of the second-year netters were just milling around in the dining hall one day. And you're not supposed to talk about who's been asked for a team leader, but you also sort of have a suspicion usually. And there's a bunch that I figured were, and they were all talking about it, like, oh, I'm a team leader, I'm a team leader. And so she turns to me. She's like, are you a team leader? And I go, oh, Yeah. I'm a team leader. Um, but here's the thing. Um, a lot of people find everything I say to sound sarcastic. Uh, and so it really gets hard to distinguish when I'm joking and when I'm not. <laughs> and she goes, cool, me too. And I was like, I was just trying to double bluff you out of it, make a joke like, haha, I'm a team leader. But I was. And I was like, you're not supposed to tell me that. And I just, like, from that moment, I think they announced the teams, like, either the next day or later that day. And I was just like, damn, I feel like it's going to be her. <laughs> and, like, I didn't have any particular feelings about that. I was just like, oh, yeah, this girl, that's that's kind of funny. But I have this weird feeling. We haven't really spoken much. And I was right. We were... <clears throat> Sorry about the excessive throat clearing I'm doing this episode. Um, we were, yeah co-team leaders of team number two which was a traveling team traveling retreat team uh and despite all of the weird interactions we'd had up to that point um we really hit it off right away um i remember i think probably the next day we took uh we had a little meeting you could call it um we just sat under a tree out in the field and just talked to get to know each other because we really hadn't ex exchanged much more than some very awkward just like <laughs> back and forths um <laughs> and just immediately i was like wow she's really cool like this the the friendship felt so genuine and then we went on the road and it was really good um yeah uh there's that's there's there's many small instances uh, of things i could point to um, of like little signs along the way she liked me almost immediately you just have that effect on women <laughs> <laughs> i think i know I, you're i know you're joking but it's like <laughs> but you're also kind of or did i say that like i was joking because i'm serious <laughs> he's double bluffing you james yeah <laughs> which is it <laughs> uh, i think it's i think it's interesting too because like i think that first elevator meeting was was kind of necessary for you guys to hit it off later because the way that net training works is like if you're if you're really close to someone during net training chances are they won't end up on your team it's like, that's kind of true yeah yeah well, it's true. yeah sometimes like it, i almost grabbed my it, way it, into it once but oh did you <laughs> yeah me and patrick and another guy we tried to bribe the staff into it that's but funny i don't but, know yeah. i don't know what it would have done I guess it it cemented that first. Hey, you're that girl from the elevator, aren't you? That cemented yeah. our first interaction because I uh, 
I came in with a bros before ladies mindset. Mm. Um, and I made sure I spoke to all the women once, but I was like, I'm going to have to spend the whole year with these guys, like really intensely with these guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to focus on getting to know them because they're my like primary relationship on my team. So I made sure that I spoke to all the women once. And I think mm. that might've been like the only one-on-one conversation I had with her. And it was like two sentences. And mm. yeah, so it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. worked out. Yeah, it did. So Joe, I think, I think you're a very, you're a very interesting guy. Um, tell us about, tell us some of the passions that you have in life what are some things that that you like uh or maybe want to pursue in life i that's um hmm. it's funny because i don't think of myself as a very passionate person (laughs) i think i'm quite wishy-washy but um let's see what do i what do i want to pursue in life i would really love to not do anything that would be (laughs) (laughs) but i do have i have some i have some hobbies i guess um i love sports sports might be one of the things i love the most in the world Mm -hmm. um uh particularly basketball i played basketball since grade two uh, and it's very big very big uh sport growing up Uh, i love volleyball that's like the classic uh summer sport for my friends around here um i love music um as i introduced with my signature segment last week uh so in in 20 i've always liked music i was that kid who thought they were cooler than you in high school because they listened to like music you didn't (laughs) and like i was like "Ooh, my taste in music is so diverse i listen to alternative pop like <laughs> and folk music <laughs> uh, that was cool back in the day though i will say like if you were indie folk i know yeah. i know it was and we all thought we were better than everybody <laughs> um, i look like, back at my indie folk uh, days and cringe it's so cringy i think i think <laughs> just like thinking you're cooler than people because of your music taste is because i did it because i did it i think it's so cringy <laughs> i saw like uh I saw someone post their Spotify rap of like their two most popular genres were pop and rap. And they were like, get you someone who can do both. And I was like, that's everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Those two genres are pretty similar, honestly. There's a lot of crossover these days. Um, Anyways, and so in uh, coming out of high school, I started like trying to explore a bit of different music and then. When the pandemic hit, uh, it became my, I almost said passion project there, but that would negate everything else I've said about myself and my <laughs> passions. Um, it became just like a, a little hobby to look up cool albums, like albums that people talked about that I'd never heard about. Um, like uh, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd is one that comes mm. to mind. Like Thriller by Michael Jackson, just like things that it was in the public conscious that I actually wasn't familiar with. Uh, and that grew into an addiction and (laughs) it was, it was a lot. I went from like, if you asked me to name albums I liked, I could like probably tell you five and I could probably now tell you 
like 200 if I had like my phone on me. Mm. Um, so that's that. I love that. And that is why my signature segment is giving you music recommendations because I'm always finding stuff. Um, and I also love, I love stand up comedy. I love, that's, that's, that's like half of it. That's one I've been, that was like my other quarantine project, like coming out of quarantine. I started doing some stand up. I haven't done it in a couple months because I've been busy, but, uh, some of you asked if I did stand up just from this podcast, which is very surprising. Yeah. Yeah, People were asking James (laughs) and I was like, how the heck? I don't know, but uh, I have done stand up and I like it a lot. I, I just love. Um, public speaking in general i love uh leading events like net i love leading events i loved giving talks and speeches mm. um so that's another thing i that's another thing i like to do um i play the drums i um i hate decorating and um i very 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 casually read i i wish i read more i was a big reader growing up and then I just like outread myself and it's kind of a struggle to do it now, but I, I do love it. I just like, I'm trying to force myself back into the habit. It's like, I'm trying to quit not reading. Like not reading is like mm. my addiction and I'm trying to quit that, you know? Mm. But oh man, I, did, I not read today. It was bad. <laughs> so that's nice. a bunch. That's a bunch. That's lots of things right there. Yeah. Yeah, I went. Right. I went to your show, um, James. You were there as well, right? I was. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was, it was great. It was <laughs> a great show, and especially like, <clears throat> I'm not saying it was great because of this, but it was like an amateur night, and like we, you were at the end, and I think it was just like it was so refreshing to kind of like just hear people who are new to comedy kind of just give their bits that weren't necessarily i guess this ties in with earlier they weren't necessarily funny but uh, and then you you get on stage and like everyone was laughing and everyone was enjoying it so yeah that was i appreciate it thanks it was uh it was a good night it was i went i went on a break uh the last time i did stand up was in january and i ended on such a rough note Mm. (laughs) it was oh i bombed so hard but i kind (laughs) of wish i could have ended on that night because that night went great but mm. yep you know that's 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 stand-up you, so you, like, sometimes you make them laugh and sometimes you don't yeah and if they're god they never laugh <laughs> god is a stern stern older gentleman so and there's so not there are not false stereotypes in that statement at all <laughs> um you mentioned that you love comedy um, and that you do comedy, but I also know that you're a big appreciator of comedy. I feel like basically all the comedians that I know of, except Brian Regan, I learned about through you. <laughs> that's because um, you were a Catholic kid growing up in the 90s. <laughs> and it was him or Tim Hawkins who wouldn't swear, so your parents would let you listen to them. Oh, gosh. I never, I can't handle Tim Hawkins. Oh, me neither. Me neither. I think Sam... Sam? Tim Hawkins? Fan? I, I I grew up on Tim Hawkins, and my family loves him. Yeah. Mm. Well, sorry to any wins listening. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if he's listening somehow. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Tim, I respect your dignity as a child of God. I don't like your comedy. <laughs> hey, I didn't, say that, I didn't say that I was one that God thought was funny. So I take no offense 
I think you're funny. Oh. Um, so yeah, who are you some who are you some of your favorites, and what would be the the specials you would recommend? Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Um, wow. Uh, okay, so James A. Caster is one of my oh. favorite comedians. So funny. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the oddest ball. Of them all. <laughs> um, he has an amazing special that is only available on Vimeo for some reason, which I bought. It was like fifteen bucks. Worth it. It was, worth it was like it. two hours. Um, but if you don't like doing that, you can just spend like $9 a month for the rest of your life uh, and watch his stand-up on Netflix. Because um, that makes sense financially. Um, he has a four-part series, an hour each on the episodes, and it is genius. So good. Uh, so I'd recommend those as a little more accessible, easily accessible. Um, John Mulaney. Mm. Uh, is a favorite of mine i haven't we're actually gonna go see his new show he's doing a new show after his life rather publicly fell apart and then was yes. maybe put back together um but his old stuff is great um my favorite is probably kid gorgeous at radio city Music Hall by john mulaney um and let's see maybe there's a third one maybe there's a third one um let's say She's she's new and 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 for for anyone who says women aren't funny, that's not true. All of us aren't funny to God, <laughs> but women can be just as not funny in God's eyes as men. <laughs> um, and she's a bit of a a little bit of a newcomer. Uh, so I'll shout out Taylor Tomlinson, Quarter Life Crisis. Very good. She also just put a new one. I didn't like the new one quite as much, um, but. Uh, yeah, those are all good ones, and I know we probably have lots of Catholic listeners, and these ones are fairly tame on your ears and soul and mind. Um, I watch a <laughs> lot of comedy that maybe isn't, but these three are genuinely some of my favorites and are hopefully not too offensive as far as I remember. I so. I I just had to look up Taylor Tomlinson, and I've seen like reels of her comedy on Instagram, and she is, she is mm-hmm. funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. There you go. So, um, my wife was making fun of me last night because I have a, I have a tendency to take conversations deep fast, which I'm working you, on. But you I'm slow keep... played it today. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but... it. Hey, I I think that's I think it's so great. I love that about you. <laughs> but enough about Thanks. James. This is about Joe. <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna take this conversation deep fast and um you know, i know that in addition to being a funny guy a musician a fiance a trophy fiance um you are also uh a missionary at heart you love god and he's worked really powerfully in your life in ways that are very inspiring to me um mm. so yeah why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about you know how you came into a relationship with jesus and what's that what that has been like wow. um yeah first of all thank you that was a very very flattering description um one that i don't know how well i live up to but i'm sure i've done it at some point so i qualify still um yeah so i, I my parents are super catholic um my mom was head sacristan at our parish, and my dad's currently becoming a deacon, which is like 
in the poker hands of Catholic parents, that's a pretty good poker hand. That's like, <laughs> that's probably like, I don't know, like king queen off suit. Like you can probably beat it, but it's like, it's up there. Pocket Catholics. <laughs> You've heard of cradle Catholics. Um, yeah. So grew up pretty Catholic. Um, it is, yeah, it's odd growing up Catholic. Like, um, I think you can go a number of different ways of like the flat out rebellion, the, the mm. very, very devout religious child, like Sam is engaged to and <laughs> the youth group poster child, Kathleen Keenan. <laughs> um, I yeah, and so I grew up and I like I went to youth group and stuff and I was very involved. I was in a worship band, which is where I learned to be a drummer. Um but you know, you're you're very much wandering around in the dark trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I I think I was. Mm. Um and you do your best and you look at it and you're like, Oh, I'm not very good at this. Um And yeah, so it was hard to be um I wouldn't say I was convicted. I, I I very firmly believe in God, I think, the whole time. I was like, that just makes sense to me. Uh, you really seem to have to go to really abstract lengths to poke holes in that, in my in my opinion. I'm like, there's something. You, I don't think anyone could convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this is the one I've raised in, and it seems to be doing pretty well. And um, yeah. That was like that was that was it. I was like, this is this is good. I I accept it. I don't see a reason not to. Um. And then eventually, I had a big kind of moment, or I suppose the first of a series of moments where um, that changed, where that conviction started to grow, uh, and it all started when I got dumped in grade twelve. Um. <laughs> So I got dumped in grade 12 uh, by someone who our, our families were very close. And so I was seeing my ex everywhere, which is what everyone wants uh, with their ex. <laughs> uh, especially when there isn't a chance to win them back because now they're dating someone else. Uh, and so that was tricky. Uh, and I was, yeah, I, I was honestly did not like living in Ottawa. I didn't like being around my friends where I would run into these people all the time. Like I'd like to go to church in peace without being reminded of at that point, the worst thing in my life. Um, and so I was just like very restless. And mm. then one day I was uh, staring out the window during church daydreaming because my priest had just the softest voice in the world. And <laughs> you could just tune that thing out like, it was it was effortless <laughs> you had to almost try to hear like to to stay tuned in so i was i was mentally super checked out and then just this thought um three words do net ireland just it was like it was just dropped into my head mm. and that was like wow and i was like god like is that you was that <laughs> did you did you drop this do you want it back <laughs> um <laughs> it was very sudden very surprising thought i was not considering it i didn't like net didn't want to do it uh but ireland 
that was far away <laughs> and that was enticing uh and so i was like well if that's what he wants me to do that lines up pretty well with what i want which is to get out of ottawa and not go to school yet because at that point i realized i didn't know what i wanted to study um and so i did it and i showed up and i felt underqualified as all hell um with these guys who were super passionate super mm -hmm. devout um and i looked around and i was like that's I, I don't know i don't know what this is that's not me and they i, I expressed that to them um thank god and they were like it sounds like you just need to pray to know the love that god has for you because i and i think that was super insightful of them i i believed it i just didn't like i didn't care i didn't have like a um uh you know like a, a a unshakable feeling in my core that god loved me and that that mattered i was just like god's probably real jesus is probably a real or what he says he is so i should probably try to live the way he says and probably try to you know do the things he says and whatever uh and then that prayer i they made it with me they they prayed with me for me to experience god's love and i did in a super powerful like just like tangible like i i they they asked for it and my body was just like shaking from from nothing from absolutely i just couldn't mm. help it i just trembling for like an hour like uncontrollably and i was like oh my gosh i like I, and that didn't like mm. i don't know that didn't win me over but i prayed for something and something happened undeniably mm. something happened and i went well, what the heck was that and so over the next about two weeks um, I was like, well, let's lean into this prayer thing. Let's let's see what happens. And I had a bunch of other just like really profound, really personal um, experiences in prayer. Like prayers answered from like eight years before that had kind of like haunted me in the absence of an answer. I, I, I remembered. I remembered that these prayers were not answered. Um, and that just like now the the belief that god loves me um as much as i might you know waver in it day to day or forget it is still like this now unshakable kind of reality as far as i'm concerned that similar to where before i was like well i believe in god and i don't think you could convince me otherwise and i was like i, I god is here god loves me and you can't really you can't take that away and there's times where it wavers mm. there's times where i see uh, you know the state of the world and the things people are doing or even just my myself and and kind of despair and and question but i it, eventually this this kind of bedrock is there where i know i know he's there i know he loves me i know what i experienced i've seen it play out in my life and thank god he does because i'm not very good at returning the favor sometimes uh but he's done really incredible things in my life and that like that journey sparked me ending up in canada it, doing that it sparked me meeting Kristen. it that's why we're getting married is it's like this story is one story like of course it is my life but like very <laughs> intertwined and 
Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I think like I I just want to say something on that is like at the start of you telling this, like you you said that you weren't super sure how applicable it is, like what James has said, and I just want to say like the reason the reason why I am in my faith right now is actually because of you um because theologically that's incorrect but it's well yes 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 (laughs) but like (laughs) seeing seeing so basically the same event same rise up that joe meets Kristen, awkward elevator um meeting iconic yeah i this is the first time that i've seen him since august because he left in august and to go to ireland and he came back for the christmas break and like this is the first time that i'm seeing him at this um at this like conference and i just like i noticed a piece about him like and i i went to high school with him there was also all like the drama that happened between our friendship and i i saw the restlessness that he had in high school and before leaving and then i i just saw you and 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 the peace that that you had and the security that you had and and i looked at that and i said i want that and i started asking myself questions like what what does he have that i that i don't have right now and like how can i how can i get that and and i talked to you and you said you said prayer it like it's prayer and then and then one thing led to another, and I went to Ireland as well. That, when that you... I claim credit for. That that was me. That yeah. Was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I I went to Ireland to do net, and like it was it was because God used you as a as a witness oh. to what He can do, and mm-hmm. I just yeah like I want to affirm you on that. Like you you are a, a fantastic witness. Wow. Praise God. Yeah, make me cry. <laughs> I'm not even like I I genuinely like wasn't even saying that I said it jokingly at the start because I can do that and it's uh, it's a defense mechanism mm. um, <laughs> and we can get into that later but <laughs> there I there I, there I go again um, yeah so thank you that is genuinely quite consoling to hear mm. yeah all right we are coming up on some time but i think i i liked i liked the idea last week of rapid fire questions oh Uh, same those are my favorite yeah i forgot i I had no questions last week but this week i came prepared with my list of okay well i don't have any so so... dang proud of you (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna hit you you want me to start that's good oh go yeah oh i'm gonna hit you with when when like how old were you when you could grow full beard because you have a majestic beard uh, I think I was probably 19, I want to say. Uh, I was first egged into it by Pierce McLaughlin mm. uh, and Anna Brown uh, while I was in <laughs> Ireland. And it was still like a little bit patchy, but I think by 19, I think I had a full beard. Mm. But I'd never tried till 18. So, um, What song do you love that you are a little embarrassed about? Oh. Um... That is tough. I feel like I have grown a lot lately about owning my music taste. I've gotten over the whole, the, the, I'm cooler than you because the music I listen to is actually definitely just an insecurity. 
I'm masquerading is this, in this bravado, and I think I've gotten over a lot of that. Uh, but if I had to pick one, uh, I, I I genuinely don't know. I genuinely am not sure. But if I think of one, I'll fill you all in some other time. Mm, sweet. <laughs> what is one thing that through your relationship you have learned about God? Through my relationship with Kristen? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's... Man, there's so many things I feel like I should have learned about it, but I'm just like, my brain hasn't caught up to it yet. Mm. Um, like, I haven't processed them yet, but, like, I think I am kind of humbled by just, like, the the ease of the relationship. Um, and immediately, we just became great friends once we gave once she gave me a chance and stopped <laughs> leaving me on red and turning her back on me um <laughs> and i think that's just like god's love is so much more mm. and if that's the ease with which i can like find peace and find like comfort in her i'm i'm not good enough and and i'm not like willing to set my own crap aside to find it in god all the time but like mm. that's there times a million if i just let it be there mm. you know if i don't get in the way of it mm. so that's what i'll say i'll also say um i just had a thought i suppose the only music the music that came to mind that i'm embarrassed of is like there are a few just like weird things that i like like that i wouldn't play if anyone else got in the car so i'm flipping through to find one of those right now um and we're gonna go with let's let's come on stop where's why is this all my normal music where is my <laughs> okay the first one that came up that maybe i was a little embarrassed about um i really like the dirty dancing soundtrack mm. um it's not a specific song i know but uh that's that's what we're going with all right i like that yeah what's something popular that you find annoying oh gosh <laughs> everything <laughs> um, we could be here a while <laughs> um something i find annoying okay the most recent one the one that caused the biggest knee-jerk reaction as i thought right now were uh, uh vaccine story selfies do you remember those like they'd pull up their t-shirt yes. and they'd oh man uh i I'm not trying to come at anyone who did it right now. I just, <laughs> and, and it's not that I'm, I, I'm vaccinated. I, I just saw it and I was like, the, the anger I felt was unjustified, but it mm. really got to me. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what is your go-to clothing brand? Um, I don't have one, uh, and that's because I don't shop a lot, and I just, like, I'm not very interested in clothes, mm. but the most iconic piece of clothing I have that everyone associates me with is Adidas track pants. I wear them that's all true. day, that's all true. the time. It's trademarked. Yeah. Um, you are stranded on a desert island. What three things 
would you not bring with you? <laughs> wow. I have to bring everything else. <laughs> everything else is oh, coming. Oh, wow. Three things I'm not going to bring. Uh, um, my stats class. <laughs> um, um, my stats class. Um, the movie Castaway. <laughs> and Tuna. Mm. Tuna fish. I want all the tuna in the ocean near me to be gone. Please. <laughs> it's really fair. I agree with that. Mm. That was that was good. I like that. That was good. Oh, thank you. Shall we uh shall we segment and Yes. T- take us away, James. Alright. Um this is gonna be confusing because I'm confused, but I'm gonna share it anyway. So as I'm sure most of you know by the memes, Will Smith <laughs> slapped Chris Rock in the face. <laughs> he did. Mm-hmm. Which was just a confusing event for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I read a really interesting analysis of it in The Atlantic. I read Shout out again. I think, did you? I think so. There was a couple. I'm sure that we've, we probably read the same one. Anyway, so I read this analysis of the slap as it has come to be known. And... Um, yeah i just it made me think a lot because my my knee-jerk reaction to the event was like i don't know call me stereotypical i'm like dude should stand up for his wife way to go um Mm -hmm. but then i thought about it more and i was also like yes stand up for your wife but also we should have restraint and discipline and then i just it made me think about like what has will smith's life been like you know like he's told some some stories about like his childhood and how like difficult it was and stuff and i just like i just love will smith like Mm -hmm. a lot so i like want to just be on his side in this thing and so i'm sure that there's like a good good explanation and that it was that it was a probably really difficult thing to go through and also like the humility that the dude had to like literally get up in his speech and be like yeah that was not cool um but yeah just like just made me think a lot and made me question my immediate response um of like maybe there's yeah maybe there's more nuance to the issue um but the memes are good yeah i i like immediately when i saw that i was just very confused because i i saw the video and i was just like was that like a bit was yeah like was it's that, really weird yeah so it weird. looks really weird and then and then i like immediately looked it up i was like okay what is what does this joke mean that he said and like it yeah so it has to do with an illness that jada is that how you say her name jada 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 has th- that causes hair loss um Alopecia. and yes yeah that's it and uh the the thing that people are talking about the most is like whether or not Chris Rock knew about that illness when he said the joke. Because if he doesn't, then like he right. didn't mean that in a harmful way. But if he did, then that's not really something you you joke about. And well, and so, and unless you're a comedian, in which case that's exactly what you joke about. Right. But then so I was listening to other people talk and they're like, Chris Rock isn't the kind of comedian. Now, I don't know Chris Rock much. I haven't followed his comedy, but he's they they were saying that he's not the type of comedian to make fun of people's um, 
issues. Like, or he, or he hasn't done that. Now, I can't confirm that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he has a reputation for saying shocking things. And it's I true. think that is, well, maybe the most, even if it is the most personal and like directly attacking thing he's ever said, it's definitely not the most shocking thing. Right. Yeah. Which is, I think, is you even see, like, Will Smith laughs. Like, he thinks it's funny and then goes, Oh, okay, I gotta, she's not happy. Mm-hmm. I gotta go defend her honor um but you know that's the sounds like he thought it was a good joke <laughs> in the moment he laughed right i just yeah. thought chris rock died in prison in that adam sandler movie and that was about the full extent of it <laughs> an entirely fictional comedy movie except the part where chris rock dies is fact <laughs> anyway all i'm trying to say is it's a nuanced issue yeah you look into it <clears throat> Yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. Yeah. Very strange. Um, Sam, tell us history stuff. I didn't have a fact until I was thinking about like one of the classes that I was taking. And my fact this week is that Cleopatra, <laughs> the famous Egyptian queen, was not actually Egyptian. So her ancestor is a successor to alexander the great so the way it worked is when alexander the great died his kingdom was divided amongst generals and the general that took over um basically judea egypt and like they kind of fought over syria was was named ptolemy um and through throughout like the different generations there is like ptolemy the first the second and then like i think by the like ptolemy i should know this because i'm taking this class but it's like probably by uh ptolemy like the ninth he had like cleopatra the seventh um so she was actually greek um rather than egyptian so that's a cool fact the more you know nice um, before I go, I just want to say, guys, like I was talking about current events. Well, I know Sam just talked about very ancient events. Will Smith, <laughs> current events. Um, my only note is, I've been listening to podcasts. We need to say allegedly more. Mm, um, okay. Don't know what it means, but they say it a lot. So, allegedly, <laughs> uh, my recommendation for uh, music this week is going to be, <clears throat> I was wondering what it should be. And I said I'll go on a classic me album, um, one that's very personal for me, which is we're going to go with Viva La Vida, yes. or also titled Death and All His Friends by Coldplay. Viva La Vida by Coldplay. This is the first album I remember listening to. This is the first album I remember loving. We'd play it in the basement. Um, and so I listened to it again this week, and I just like this album is like right off the bat just like oh this is something this is something special um it's like it's like it's a rock album with like so many other things jammed in there like other Mm. styles from all over the world um i think really like might have been something formative for me because i love albums that can really successfully fuse lots of different styles lots of different songs that all sound so distinct which this album does super well um yeah, it is just gorgeous. It's so un like it's a pop album like where the biggest hit isn't orchestral piece. Mm. Like that's yeah. What? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, so this album is like a, just weird enough to be super interesting and just poppy enough to just be like banger after banger and anyone could listen to it. So that's my recommendation. I know James, Sam, have you listened to this one? I know James yes, has. Yes. Nice. Yeah. It's I just want a classic. Yeah. I, I like a year ago, I watched a documentary on Coldplay. It's on Prime and it's a fantastic movie because like mm-hmm. they go about like the work really good one. that goes into that album. It's, it's a good, it's a good yeah. documentary. Yeah. I own it. I have it here somewhere. Oh, do you? Okay. Was that <laughs> the one that we watched at like three in the morning that one time? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. amazing. Trophyist husband time. Well, mm. I don't think... <laughs> I think this week <laughs> it's safe to say that we don't have one. Or, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. What am I saying? Have, wait, what am I saying? Soon. Okay. Gotta have one. All Thank right. you for taking that back. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. I was personally offended there for a second. What was I saying there? Okay, I, I have a... Do you guys have a submission? I, I have one here. We can go with yours. Go with yours. Yeah, okay. So, a an uh, unidentified listener... Um, Is it the crying one? We can do that one. It no, wasn't was, that one. Okay, was... we'll, we'll keep that one for another time. Um, I was like, because he almost made me cry earlier, but oh, I didn't. I so let's save it just in case. Yeah, yeah, in case. we'll save it. Um, so whoever gave the most recent massage to your mm. significant other. Oh. Partner. I did very recently. Wife. Fiance. I think I gave Maria a massage last week. Oh, I feel bad. It's the last time. Um, I'm definitely in a similar, like, last week, maybe two weeks ago. Mm. Oh, boy. But you seem more confident in it, so I feel like you win. Sam, it's been ages, hasn't it? It's been, like, <laughs> at least three weeks, which, like, uh, when am I seeing Kate? I'm seeing her at on Friday. <laughs> Kate, you're getting a massage on on Friday. <laughs> Make this right. <laughs> um, Maria will just be like, we'll be just watching a movie, and she's like, "Can you just like push on this?" Oh yeah, Kristen. So it, it happens pretty frequently. I want to say the last time I did it was probably last Wednesday. If I had to stick a day on it, that's my guess. Mm. I think you may have me beat. No way. I think so. Oh, go. Okay, so so Joe is our our trophious husband this week. Joe, who who are we talking about? Who do, who's your pick for next week? So next week, I'm actually super excited. We're gonna have a guest star come in. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about James Pereira. Oh yes, go in depth. I saw your parents today, James. I told them to give me embarrassing things oh, to no. ask you about. Oh, no, no. Yes. <laughs> dad, dad did tell me that. Don't worry. Yeah, I know enough embarrassing things stuff. about you. <laughs> Without their help, I know it's enough. It's going to be bad. Is that it? Yeah, you did. You were there for a lot of them. I was. I think yeah. that's it. I think, yeah. That's it. I think so. <clears throat> thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for sticking with us again another week. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Steven one more time. Mm. And uh, and, to, and to Kristen for making us part of her morning routine. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. My fiance <laughs> Kristen every Monday. Um, all right, that's all. Thank you very much. So long from the trophy case. <laughs> Got 
Gotta switch it up somehow. I can't keep saying it the same way every time. 